Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. And I'm Shannon Van Sant, business editor, SupChina. It has been a bad week for six local officials fighting a new outbreak of COVID-19 in northeast China. It might be a good week if you want to pick up a Tesla, although the bargain prices might not be as good as they first appear. It has been a mixed week for the executives at OnlineGoliathJD.com, who saw sales surge but profits fall. And what are Chinese pigs eating? And what might that say about U.S.-China relations? Here's your news. Six local officials have been removed from northeast China's Jilin province as a new cluster of COVID-19 cases has emerged around the city of Shulan. The officials removed include the party chief of Shulan, the head of the city's health bureau, the city's deputy party chief of public security, the director of the city's disease control center, and the director of the neighboring district Fengman's disease control center, as well as the deputy head of the city of Jilin's health commission. The region had previously not reported any new cases for the previous two months, but on May 7th, the case emerged. And since then, a total of 32 local cases have been confirmed. Residents of Shulan have effectively been put back into lockdown. People might not be returning to the streets in the same numbers as before the pandemic, but that does not mean they are not shopping. Chinese e-commerce giant JD.com's first quarter sales jumped 20.7% from a year ago to 146.2 billion yuan, approximately $20.6 billion, as the coronavirus pandemic forced more people to shop online, the company said Friday. But at the same time, net income plunged 85% to 1.1 billion yuan from 7.3 billion yuan a year ago, reflecting increased retailing costs and expansion of logistics services. Cost of revenues increased by 20.2% to 123.7 billion yuan for the first quarter of 2020, according to the company's financial report. 
To add insult to injury, money losing Pinduoduo overtook JD.com as China's second most valuable online retailer. Following a 5.26% rise in its shares on Tuesday, Pinduoduo now boasts a market cap $69.3 billion. Despite overtaking JD.com, Pinduoduo still has a long way to go to be profitable. It posted a net loss of $252 million in the fourth quarter of 2019, in sharp contrast to JD.com, which made a net profit of 3.6 billion yuan for the same period. Alibaba, of course, retains the title of China's most valuable online retailer. At first glance, if you live in China, now might be a good time to finally buy that Tesla you've had your eye on. The new energy vehicle manufacturer has slashed its prices. The new energy vehicle manufacturer has slashed its China prices for the second time in a month, cutting them by about 20,000 yuan, approximately $2,818, for the long-range version of its China-built Model 3 electric car. However, Customers might not feel the price cut in reality, as the price drop, about 6% off the sticker price, effectively makes up for a consumer rebate that is going away in July, meaning customers will continue to pay roughly the same amount for the car. In late April, Tesla cut the price of its China-made standard-range Model 3 sedan to less than 300,000 yuan. The reduction made the vehicles eligible for state subsidies. The entry-level standard version Model 3 now costs... 271,550 yuan after subsidies. Chinese car manufacturer BYD, which had pivoted to producing face masks during the pandemic, said it will reapply for U.S. regulatory approval to ship its new N95 mask to California and hopes to obtain certification by late May or early June after U.S. federal authorities rejected the electric car giant's previous application. BYD had signed a $1 billion sales contract with California on April 7th for 300 million N95 masks and 100 million surgical masks. The surgical masks were delivered, but when the company failed to obtain certification for its N95 respirators by an April 30th deadline, it was forced to refund half of the advance payment for those items to the California government. If it does not gain the correct certification by May 31st, it will be forced to pay back the second half of a nearly $500 million down payment from the U.S. state of California that it received as part of a mask supply deal. The U.S.-China trade deal may spoil the party for Brazilian farmers who are enjoying record exports to China. Brazil's soybean exports are spiking as China's pig herds recover from the deadly swine fever that hit last year, driving demand for the feedstock. Brazil is expected to export about 84 million tons of soybeans in the 2019-2020 to marketing year from October 2019 to September 2020, up nearly 10 million tons from the previous marketing year, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, or USDA, said in a Tuesday report. However, Brazil may be challenged by the U.S.-China trade deal, under which China committed to boost its purchases of U.S. soybeans, market insiders say. According to the USDA report, U.S. soybean exports to China totaled 13.5 million tons from October 2019 to April 2020, including outstanding sales, up 0.2 million tons year-on-year. 
Jia Qingguo, a member of the Standing Committee of China's top political advisory body, the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, has urged the government to lay out a plan for a massive foreign aid program to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. As welcome as Jia's suggestion might be to many developing countries, his comments came just as China's so-called mask diplomacy has been raising concerns in the West that Beijing could be gaining influence abroad by sending medical experts and supplies to countries hit hard by the pandemic. And finally, it is doubtful that Jia Qingguo's will be the last policy suggestion we see in the next couple of days as China prepares for its annual meeting of the National People's Congress, or NPC, which starts May 22nd. China's annual sessions of its top legislative and political advisory bodies was postponed for several months due to COVID-19. But it's being viewed as a critical one to watch as policymakers try to steer a path out of the economic consequences of the global pandemic. There have already been heated debates around fiscal and monetary policy and whether China should even abandon setting a GDP target at all. Let's turn now to Caixin Seneca Managing Editor Doug Young for a dive into one of the big stories from the week. Hey, Doug, great to see you. And uh, what story has caught your eye this week? Hi, Kaiser. Good to be here again. Um, this week... We're going to look at a story that actually I think will be with us for quite a while to come. Uh, and some of our loyal listeners and, and big China followers will, might know I'm talking about the company called Luckin, uh, which is a, a coffee chain that was going to challenge Starbucks here in China. Uh, but things have not quite turned out the way they thought it might. Um, and I won't review too much of that here, but uh, basically they were – caught or they admitted to cooking their books to the tune of about 300 million U.S. dollars uh, in terms of fake sales. And so the, the latest uh, development in this, uh, again, this is like a story that's been going on for a little while. Um, the latest development is they've essentially gone in and done probably what they should have done a while ago, and they fired the chief operating officer who is being the scapegoat in all of this. Uh, and then the other person who's been fired is the CEO. Um, this is a woman named Jenny Chen. Uh, it's, uh, again, it's a move they probably should have done a little while ago. People are probably scratching their heads and saying, why is this happening now? Uh, some of the analysts we talked to said it's probably happening now because this pair of people were obstructing any sort of internal investigation that was going on, uh, which is sort of understandable, I guess, if, if uh, your board is looking into how such a massive fraud could have occurred, you're probably not going to want to let them find out. So the two of them are gone. They're gone from the board as well, and they've named a, a new CEO in the interim. So the Luckin story has been quite the scandal. Uh, how is this going to play out? What are the impacts going to be to the company itself? Well, those are all good questions. Uh, you know, I talked to a few of my sources and, and they were saying, you know, this is just not enough. Uh, this company, it's, it's a company that is, is got a lot of insiders uh, for, again, uh, in terms of background. Uh, there's a group of people who essentially came from a rental car background, um, and they have a, a sort of successful rental 
car empire. It's a, a company called Car Inc. And they decided to form this coffee chain, which is completely unrelated. So don't ask me why they thought they could go from cars to coffee. But anyhow, all these people are sort of it's, – it's a bit incestuous uh, between all, all the people who are at Luckin were people who sort of came over from the car business – and the guy who's sort of the grandfather of all this, his name is uh, Lu Zhengyao. He hasn't gone anywhere, uh, but he's basically fired all these other people under him who were, uh, you know, making up all this mischief at Luckin. So again, to answer that question, I think, you know, I don't think investors are going to really be satisfied with just getting rid of the CEO and the COO. I think Lu himself is probably going to have to leave at some point. Uh, I do think that the stock has been suspended for for over a month now. I think when it does finally start trading again, it'll probably take a bigger beating than it already has. It's it's down about eighty percent after the uh, original uh, disclosure came out. So, so do you think there's anything salvageable in the company at all? I asked one of my sources. Said uh, he thought you know maybe there's something in there that's worth selling, so they may try to sell the company. Um, but we'll probably see a lot of store closures again. But that said, I, when all this started, I, I predicted they might be in business for another few weeks. And, and fast forward to now, we're, we're two months since the uh, scandal originally broke. Uh, and the company still seems to be doing okay. They're, they're selling coffee downstairs in our, our lobby still. I still get a coffee there every day. So, uh, you know, stay tuned, but I, I really don't think this is going to be enough to satisfy everybody. Well, we'll all be on tenterhooks waiting to see what happens. But until then, Doug, thanks a lot, and we will see you next week. Okay, thanks, Kaiser. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin and Marcus Ryder of Caixin Global. Thanks to Wu Fei and Spring and Autumn for the music. Be sure to check out the other shows in the Seneca Network on SupChina. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SupChina Access for our daily newsletter. Find us at SupChina.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Take care.